In 2016, Earth detected a signal from an unknown region of space with no observable stars. The contents of this signal appeared to be a series of data packets and a decryption key. Once decrypted, the data contained a number of logged entries from two planets in a binary system. Using the translation matrix sent in the data packet, researchers have translated the entries into English. The following transmissions were declassified and given to us to present. Log entry, Vela 25, Vela Rotat 2613, Cycle 10 of the 5th Annual. Dear Iria, I'm not even sure how to respond to your latest transmission. I am conflicted at so many depths that I also need to take some time to reflect. To start with, ECAL has been the source of so many issues that we have had with the transmissions over all these rotats that it's hard to alter one's point of view on the matter after so much given evidence. I approached the council with what you have explained and it was met with arguments from all sides. The debates lasted for two quarter renewals and while I believe they have made their decisions, there are those that still squabble. Conversations on both sides of this included all of the good that has come from our collaboration with ECAL, including the new security, shared technology, and collaboration on projects. Opponents who are a bit stuck in the mud of the past brought up the cutting of ties you mentioned from so long ago, as well as the reckless behavior of ECAL when it came to exploration of Braddeth, no accountability of their budget, and the accusation and imprisonment of yourself. Their harsh and impulsive decisions are what led the Council's desire to limit communication. With the new knowledge that you actually committed the crimes that they accused you of, it's brought even more arguments to the case and my voice was beginning to be drowned out. It wasn't until I started to run comparisons on Vela that they started to listen. I know this may be tough to churn, but I had to start comparing Ecal to Chonar. Over all of the Rotats, it felt as if Chonar had their own agenda, with their own various attacks and general mistrust of the people of Senoth. Over time, Chonar grew and learned from the rest of Vela to be more involved. They have learned to trade information and grow as a people to better incorporate with life here on Vela. I made the case that if they could change, so could Ekel. The Council decided to move ahead with communications with ECAL, but they insisted that all transmissions with them be out in the open, without encryption to maintain transparency. We can still use our protocols with Verkstad and any personal communications. Then the Council turned its attention to me, and my request of the Council to allow me to send that message to Haimavina to defend you. Now that we know the validity of the accusations, they are just a bit upset with me. Many of them still believe what I did was the right move, and there was enough concern that they are adding an extra layer of fact-checking and monitoring to all communications. They are allowing personal communications, but anything brought up within the council will have some extra vetting. Thankfully, I get to keep my job, but I will have eyes on me going forward. This is my life in politics, a rock in the waves. I guess I have been picking up some of your habits for stirring up trouble. Politics aside, the satellite has been launched. Late last Rotat, we made it into the schedule 
and we placed the recovered and refurbished satellite into a high Velen orbit. As we had hoped, it began to communicate with the lander here in the labs. Initially, though, the outbound signals that we were expecting didn't happen. After many diagnostics, it was discovered that the transceiver for those signals was receiving the incorrect power levels from the solar arrays. Thankfully, we didn't plug in the wrong cable. Instead, it looks as if it was merely underpowered. A team has been sent up to perform maintenance on it, and they are working as we speak. It looks like we didn't account for the difference in power standards for the older technology. And since many of the solar arrays had to be rebuilt using Velen standards, it wasn't enough to fully power the system. The team going up will be adding additional arrays as well as adjusting the resistance levels of the existing relays. In case you haven't noticed yet, I have attached an image to this transmission. The new encryption protocols are working great and we have already sent a steady stream of data to Verkstad. It's been tough to work out a common mode of operation between the two systems, but your new engineers are pretty talented. You were right to find the best and the brightest. If you remember, Ori had come to me a few rotats back with a picture she drew of Floki. She was playing in my office when she drew it, and she wanted me to send it to you back then. Since then, it's been sitting in a frame on my desk, waiting for the day that I could send it. Forgive the notes on the drawing. She used some of the paper on my desk that had some of my scribbles on it. If the image displays correctly, we can start sending some photos of Amai, Ori, and myself. May the snow be at your back and your path run downhill. <clears throat> Sorry, still working on my Yothian. Gisto. Log entry, Haimavina 25, 2293, 93rd year in the Age of Ascendance. Hey, hey, Gisto. I'm really sorry to put you through all that with the Council. Thank you for standing up for me and for Haimavina. I'm starting to feel like I have to apologize to you every few decades for something my planet or I have done. <laughs> Debating policy, pointing out arguments, making agreements with another world, your father would be very proud of you that you are truly a diplomat now. Congratulations on the launch. It's somehow comforting to know that you guys are making as many miscalculations with ancient technology as we do. I would hate to have been one of the engineers responsible for the satellite launch when they found out they'd made a mistake. If they didn't feel like they were drowning, I bet they wish they had when the hangovers I'm sure they had hit the next day. Also, I don't know if I should thank you for working with the radio lab teams or not. I get endless project updates, and one of them always finds a way to get on my calendar to give me updates on very important projects. <laughs> I shouldn't complain. I remember how important I thought it was to impress my managers. I often forget the manager these days is me. <laughs> Progress on Randier is going better than expected. The exploration teams have managed to rig a temporary generator to power the auxiliary lighting and air recyclers. I'm attaching some photos from inside the station for you. I may have thrown one of me, Lars, and the twins, and Floki, just because. This is pretty cool, by the way. Anyway, ECAL is now using our device that keeps the solar array clean on Bradith, so the researchers can spend their time doing actual work rather than chores. We are also planning to start moon-to-moon -moon flights in the near future. Ground-based launches can only carry enough fuel from one station at a time. The ability to move between moons should help distribute supplies and help in emergencies. Do you hear that, Gisto? 
the apartment flat is full of the lovely sound of silence. There is no screaming, no door slamming, no calling for me to break up yet another dispute between the twins. The twins are away at school. Floki and I are by the fireplace enjoying a lovely bottle of Proxia that Lars picked up on the way home. He is currently in the kitchen making dinner that won't have to be negotiated. <laughs> I do miss them. I think I cried more than they did when we dropped them off at school. But I have to admit, I am not secretly enjoying the silence. <laughs> I can even hear Lars humming in the kitchen. <laughs> Helgi started at the academy this year. Honestly, if he could have started a year earlier, I believe he would have. That kid couldn't wait to chase his dream of walking on Braddeth. Frida is another story. On the evening before the entrance exam, she sat us both down and told us that she did not want to go to the academy. We knew something was up that evening because she and Helgi were being very conspiratorial. That's not unusual for them, but we could tell there was something afoot. She had this entire speech prepared. She had decided that if she took the exam and got in, she would always wonder if she was going because we wanted her to go or if she really wanted to go. But if she never took the exam, she would not know and know it was her choice. I think she expected both of us to be upset. We weren't. Actually, I feel pretty bad that I put that much pressure on her to do something she obviously didn't want to do. When she told us that she had planned to take the entrance exams to the Art Institute of Braga, she was braced for an avalanche. Again, we surprised her with support and love. We asked her where she got this idea that we would be angry, and she finally confessed that Lars' mother may have mentioned it. Sweet wishes on that woman for trying to protect that child. Frida has always been the more creative one of the two. She's always performing, singing, and drawing. Lars is a designer, so she definitely gets that from him. I can't draw a straight line with a hopdinga, but I am really proud of her for making such a mature decision at her age. There's an old thought here that older generations fought to survive. The next generations farm the lands, and the new generations make the world beautiful. Frida wants to make the world beautiful. I would like to think that the oldest news parks would appreciate that. We have spent so long trying to catch up to the past that maybe we really need to enjoy the beauty of the world we have. My real concern is how they will do apart from each other. I didn't grow up with a sibling, let alone a twin. The closest thing I have to a sibling is, well, you. <laughs> but it's not like you are here sharing electronic games in a bathroom with me. They have been together all their lives, practically joined by the claws. Well, when they aren't using them to scratch each other's eyes out. Lars mentioned that when his father died, his friends were very good to him, but he always wished he had someone that really understood what he was going through. Parents will always be parents, but a sibling will always be that unique person that has been brought up the way you were, the closest family you ever have, and a built-in best friend. I hope they know that. And from the data bill I get every month from their handsets, I think they do. <laughs> Speaking of kids, I just got that image of Ori's drawing downloaded. I probably should have done that at work. Still faster than when the kids are playing on the network. Oh my gosh, that is so sweet. <laughs> Tell Ori thank you for the drawing. It looks just like Floki. <laughs> I do have a question about something I'm looking at though. It doesn't look like Ori's work. There's a rough sketch of what looks like a person shooting a bogey in the air. It's making the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Gisto, 
Look at the second image from Randir that I attached. There is a clear picture of the seal of the ancient Haimavala Aerospace Exploration Agency. It eerily looks like that sketch. Where did you get this? I haven't had this feeling since Luna and I were trapped in the storm all those years ago on the mountain. Right back soon, Iria. Log entry, Vela 26, Vela Rotat 2615, cycle 15 of the third annual. Hey, hey, sis. There's no need for you to apologize for what you have been doing. We both have our faults, and you stood up for your convictions, just as you have always done. That is to be praised and not to be ashamed of. The work on the council has been draining lately, and the confrontation from last week was a lot more taxing than I had anticipated. Every cycle I do this work, it makes me respect that my father went through so much more than I did when I was younger. I do feel that he would be proud of what I'm doing, but I also imagine that he would have advised me to stick to my signals and avoid politics because of what he had to endure. Don't beat up your Radio Lab folks too much. They really have been great to work with, and they have some inspiring ideas that we hadn't thought of. The work they do when it comes to creating smaller integrated circuits and cooling is amazing. Since we don't have as much experience with colder temperatures here, the information on reverse thermal expansion has helped us a lot with some of our growing technical fields. You can phrase that how you like to them if you don't want them to puff up too much. They are fun mana to talk to. Glad to hear you are making great strokes with Randir. I am sure that being able to send transports between the bases would be a huge help. The reusable craft that the VSA created has been a great help in getting materials to and from the surface, so going from Randir to Bradith for people and supplies had to be a relief. How are they handling the fuel situation there? Are there resources on the moons that can be converted? Sorry, the scientist in me is always looking for the in-depth questions to ask. Feel free to ignore that if it's proprietary information. I am sure that the twins are doing exceedingly well in their classes, and they probably miss you just as much as you miss them. The photo of your school is exactly how we imagined you to look. I can even see a hint of the fleta that you described. I'm sending some of Amai and Ori and I, and an old one of Father just before he got sick. We are so proud of Frida for wanting to make her world a more beautiful place. We have a few art institutions here, and we have taken Ori to some of the performances they do, just to broaden her views. Now when we go, I can make sure that she knows that her mana sister is doing the same sort of work on Haimavina. I know it was probably tough for her to stand up to you and Lars to do what she wanted to do. I wonder where she got that sort of inspiration. Ori has started her classes as well, but they are close to home, so she has stayed with us while she attends. Thankfully, she is fairly quiet at home, so that isn't as much of a concern. But I'm sure that if she were not here, we would notice. She does visit with her school brothers and sisters from time to time, but as they grow up and become involved with their own lives, they see each other less and less. I have heard that there is talk of tapering down the intern program I was involved in with the radio towers across Sinoth. Much of the work now is automated, and they just don't need the interns as much anymore. Many of the kids involved have turned to programming the systems remotely and working on some of the greater infrastructure, so there is a chance that she may not be traveling for that as I did when I was younger. 
Times are indeed changing, my friend. She is also very happy that you enjoyed the picture she drew, although she is a little embarrassed about it since she drew it so long ago. Despite that, she has bragged to many of her friends how she is now a galaxy-renowned artist. She asked if you had any of Frida's artwork that you could send. I think she wants to show off at class even more. Oh, Irya, I have been trying to distract myself with other news in this message because the next few bits have been swirling my head for the last rotat. I almost sent you ten different messages before yours came in because all of us here are awash with excitement and anxiety. The satellite has been repaired. It was fixed shortly after I sent my last message, and as soon as it was operational, it began broadcasting out, away from Vela. It pulled all of the data from the lander and sent it out, straight to Haimavina. This is so confusing. That lander is over 2,500 rotats old. The satellite crashed into Vela over 500 rotats ago. Your modern society only started venturing out into space within the last 50 rotats. I've gone over the math over and over again, and it only leads me to more questions. Could this have been your ancient mana that you have spoken about? Could they have known about Vela? We know that they went to your two moons, and that you have a huge library you are investigating. What if they also reached out to us? What would they want? At that time, we were such a young race. And now you send me these images of Randir that have this logo in them. The same logo that was printed on the side of the satellite. The text under the logo and the signs in the photos match up with characters in our older texts from early research on the lander from thousands of rotats ago. Ori drew that picture of Floki on some old scraps of paper on my desk where I had been doodling the logo. It's kind of stuck with me all this time. I'm not sure why. I ended up scribbling it on different scraps trying to figure it out in the back of my mind. I don't even know what to do. I haven't shown anyone else the photos you have sent yet. I'm just not sure how anyone here will handle this information. Have you shown the sketch to anyone there? Does anyone have any theories? I know that it won't be long before someone sees them and will piece it together. Thankfully, it was almost 20 rotats since we pulled that satellite out and documented all of the writings, so I'm not sure if it's fresh on anyone's mind. The council has been going crazy over the information about the signals, asking if Haimavina has been lying to us this whole time and if they are spying on us. Some have even started asking if this was some form of an attack. Thankfully, cooler heads have prevailed, and we are assuring them that all of the equipment is scientific. When they see these images, I fear a storm. It's only made worse by the fact that it is going to be two rotats before we may even know any of these answers, if there are any. I'm not even sure the waves can guide us on this one, my friend. Your brother, Gisto. Log entry, Haimavina 26, 2295, 95th year in the Age of Ascendance. Hey, hey, Gisto. First off, you Velan are a very handsome race. 
It is really incredible to see you after all these years. Your expressions, the colors of your world, and your scales are so vibrant. Your father is exactly how I imagined him, working. <laughs> you and Amai are just as adorable as can be. And Ori, <gasps> she is just so beautiful. I agree, she is the most beautiful little girl in your world. Those cheeks, ah, oh, I wanna kiss them, too cute. So as soon as I sent my last message two years ago, I called Carl and the rest of the executives and we all headed back to the office. Poor Lars had made this incredible dinner for us, but when he saw the doodle, he said, I'll pack this up, go. At the office, we went through everything we had learned from our years of interactions with Bila. We tried to figure out where you might've seen this image. I won't go into all the crazy theories, but while our chief operations officer was speculating wildly, I finally remembered that you said there were markings on the satellite of a person throwing a spear or a lance with a half moon behind it. I started to draw it out myself, and then I realized it looked like a person shooting a bogey into the air. <laughs> I relayed on what you said from your message, and I drew it out for everyone. And we all sat there in silence, until Carl started to laugh. And then he said, you know what this means? We all just stared at him. And then he said, I was right all along. Carl has this theory, which he delights in boring people with, that the ancient mana were starfaring. He's probably the smartest of all of us, with the exception of Terlu, but smart, eccentric, and rich doesn't always mean right. I think he went for the Randir contract because he was convinced that there was some secret mana technology that he could monopolize. Anyway, we all bask in the knowledge that we had it first. Your doodle gave us the biggest discovery since the computer greenhouse, maybe in all of modern history on Haimavina. We all just sat there and looked at each other. Carl looked like a hungry ice lion, and then he said, Somebody get me Director Sandstrom. The director of EC Yen Sandstrom was soon on our video conference screen, looking annoyed that he had been summoned at such a late hour. I don't think he even got a chance to speak. <laughs> Phone calls with Carl go one of two ways. He's either politely asking you for something he's excited for, or he's manically trying to explain to you why he needs it now. <laughs> he's never rude, but when he starts to spin like this, even I get lost, and I have twins. Most of the reason why I have this job is because I speak Carl, but this was a different Carl. He was confident and almost youthful. He spelled out his old theory as fact to the director, who looked as dazed as anyone I've ever seen. This isn't surprising. I know Director Sandstrom from my hearings, and he's a fati. He called me a traitor to my face. But the director just sighed and asked for proof. And then Carl said, Jens, we got this from Gisto. Look familiar? It was on the satellite they found on Vila. The director looked stunned. He looked at me, then back at Carl. Then he covered his mouth with his hand and sat back in his chair. Of course, that was two years ago. Gisto, the last two years have been an ice storm of cooperation between Werkstatt, EC, and ECAL. We now have ECAL employees supporting us at Randier, and we've been contracted to assist with the data recovery effort at the ancient university. The news hasn't become public because I think Carl wanted to wait to hear from you. We all have agreed that you were the one to discover the connection, and we wanted to honor that. If you hadn't told me what you saw in the satellite and sent your doodle, we would have never known. Maybe we should thank Ori too. <laughs> Those in the Samcoma who have been briefed on the discovery are so excited to learn that the ancients were sending crafts to other planets. We're going to be releasing the information to the public this week. Although, it's the Futbolta playoffs, so it may be drowned out. But we will see. 
I think with Mana already on two moons, news like this may just be business as usual. I remember when I was a twin's age, discoveries like this would be breaking news. But now we barely make the broadsheets. Now, we need to talk about the signal. It's heading back to Hymavina? I would love to tell you that we received it, but I checked with the folks in the radio lab who were very excited about the news, but said that we haven't picked up anything new. I also asked EC and ECAL, and they haven't received anything either. Our fear is that it's broadcasting to something that's dead, hasn't been discovered yet, or worst case, we accidentally damaged it already. You know our wake there. The ancient mana were way more advanced than any of us could fully understand. Personally, I have no idea why they would send a lander and a satellite all the way out to Vela. But maybe that was the next step, a planet. It makes sense. The wind in the line says that Ecal wants to work towards landing on Vicini. So of course, it would be the natural progression to explore different worlds. I'm happy to hear that some in the council were level-headed enough to know that we, the modern Mana, had nothing to do with this. But honestly, can you blame them for thinking any differently? We haven't always enjoyed open sales in this planetary cooperation. I'm certain if we discovered something similar from Vila, the Samcoma would be in chaos. Or watching the playoffs. It's really a toss-up nowadays. I can't believe Carl was right. Oh. Talk soon, Iria. Log entry, Vela 27. Vela Rotat, 2617. Cycle 12 of the fourth annual. Iria, I don't have much time. A storm is coming. Things have shifted and there is so much going on. I, I can't send much. The news reports here have gone idly. Don't reply until you know for sure. Be careful who you listen to and... Telak, they're coming. Stay true to your mana nature. PW. Log entry. Vela 27A. Vela Rotat 2617. Cycle 14 of the 4th Annual. Hey to you, Iria. Thank you for your kind words about the photographs we sent. I did my best to select images that really depicted life here on Vela. I hope that it will convey how lovely it is here and how everything is going so well. We were glad to hear that Verkstad is working with your wisest at the Samcoma and that you have even brought in Ecal. I am sure that they will have the best working on helping us to decipher this mystery. You know that I have always respected them and their work. We hope to share the information we have about the satellite and its signals with the scientists there as much as we can to help both of our people. Is there any more that you can tell me about Randir? Have you uncovered anything else about the systems in place? It would appear that the signals coming from the satellite are more directed at the moons, and we are all very curious if you happen to find anything there. We are especially curious about the transmitters and receivers there. Did your astronauts ever find the library they were looking for? Would it have any information that would be helpful to Vela? How are things at Verkstad? I am sure that everyone there must be as excited as we are here. I hope that this hasn't made your job there too difficult. 
I can only imagine that it's like racing a segbat through choppy water. You never know if the next swell would be clear. I bet you're always concerned about a patch of ice or something else that could steer you off course. Ori is growing up very well and she speaks very highly of you and your family to her classmates. She said that when she grows up, she would like to get into communications, just like her father's friend Iria. She has quite the talent for it, so naturally, we are encouraging it. Amai has even talked me into getting her a transmitter of her own, like mine, so that she can practice. Seeing her working with it reminds me of myself when I was younger and sending you those messages so many rotats ago. It's strange to see her use it now when our technology has changed so much that she doesn't even need it. All of our messages now go over the central system and are tied to the VSA's main transmitters. We hope to hear back with anything that you may have uncovered in your investigations of the moon bases. Your friend, Gisto. Log entry, Haimavina 27. 2297, 97th year in the Age of Ascendance. Hey, hey, Gisto. Well, the news about the satellite and the signal went public. As expected, it was drowned out by the playoffs, then the Mira Light Festival started, and then the St. Linnea holiday. The story made the closing segment on just one of the nightly newscasts. In fact, it was my old time slot on JCN, but Eric didn't even do the piece. They passed it to the newest correspondent, who probably isn't much older than Frida. She kept calling me Madame Newspark. People call my grandmother Madame Newspark. I was loaded with a bogey and ready to give them a lot of data, but they practically cut me off to get to the weather forecast. The Samcoma managed to focus on the news of your discovery for about a day. Then they went into recess for the holidays. When they convened, it was time to discuss the yearly budget bill. And that was pretty much it. The committees who work with the EC are still interested, of course, but the Samcoma in general has moved on. Can you imagine it? News coming from Vila has become routine? Messages from aliens are routine? <gasps> I'm always shocked when I hear a Yothian voice that opinion, because what we're doing has been such a large portion of my world. My life has existed in a kind of space bubble, I guess. What, with knowing you, going to the academy, and joining Verkstadt? If you speak to the average Yothian, you'll get a different opinion. Most think it's neat, but invariably say something like, well, we already went up there, so there's really no need to go back. Or, seems like a lot of money that could go towards fixing roads. The news doesn't even show the launches. We video shot a tour of Randier Station, and none of the news networks would carry it. It's amazing to me, Gisto, that technology can make our worlds both bigger and smaller at the same time. The proliferation of handsets, personal desks, and computers, and the networks that support them have resulted in an explosion of new programs, each more pointless than the last. At the same time, we're sharing more, but people are also buried in their handsets. I watched someone almost get hit on the street the other day. When I asked them if they were okay and what they were doing, they said they were hunting ice lions. Apparently, it's a game. <laughs> Maybe they're right. Maybe it doesn't matter. The population is enjoying their lives and focusing on their small worlds. Would you believe that there are even Mana who claim that EC faked the landings and that our communication with Vila is just a government conspiracy? 
I'm sure some even think that the world is flat. Maybe I should warn Lars. I can't have him sailing off the edge. Who would make me dinner? <laughs> Lars puts up with my obsession and is really my reality check when I go down this mountain. He likes the concept of space travel, but if we had never went there, he wouldn't have noticed. He tells me what's important is right here, and then he opens his arms. Maybe small worlds aren't so bad after all. Anyway, back to the signal. It is still not being picked up on any of the moons. Are you sure your team calibrated the antennas correctly? Do you know what frequency it's broadcasting on? You know, my radio lab team would be ready to assist, but they're tied up doing some system upgrade, much like your overhaul a few rotats ago. I'm told we might go offline for a short period of time at some point, but I'm told it won't be very long. It makes me laugh that you think I can answer any of those technical questions. When you know I'm just a sea slug when it comes to stuff like that. And besides, even if I could, it's proprietary. You know that. <laughs> oh, this is unexpected. Your biggest fan is literally standing in my office doorway. Hey, hey, Carl. What? I'm sending a message to Gisto. Do you want to come say hey, hey? He's shy. <laughs> come over here. Talk to your idol, Yufiska. Gisto, I swear he is dying to talk to you. Did you know that his fan club made shirts? <laughs> no? Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, just so. Apparently he's not in the mood, I guess. Apparently I have to go. I hate breaking this off like this. Send my love to Amai and Ori. Area. You've been listening to an episode of Binary Saga. The part of Gisto has been read by Steve Petricelli. Area is read by Vanessa Shannon Anderson. Music by Eric Mateus and soundimage.org. For more information, visit binarysaga.com. <laughs>